If anyone should ask, you're listening to Federal Andy. Episode 212, The Trouble with Republicans. Hello, friends. This is Andy. Thanks for listening to Federal Andy. It is Friday the 13th. Has anybody seen Jason today? I think... It was Jason. Isn't Jason Friday the 13th? Sometimes I have a hard time keeping all of the villains in the scary movies straight. Michael was Halloween. I think Jason was Friday the 13th, but then there was Scream and all of those paranormal movies and... The Thin Man or Slim Man or... It's just hard to keep them all straight. Anyway, I hope you're having a good Friday the 13th and that your good luck is holding out today. I'm recording this episode on my cell phone simply because I was afraid if I tried to pull out the microphone and get set up in my um, pseudo-office... I probably wouldn't have time to record. So, at any rate, I thought I would try to get a podcast out today. I am waiting on my contractor still. Have not seen him since a week ago last Saturday. So, we're a day shy of two weeks. And I was planning to call him this afternoon, but he did call this morning and told me that uh, he had run into some issues on another job and that uh, it took a lot longer to get resolved, but that he would be here on Monday or Tuesday. So, and he clarified a few things with me. So at least I have heard from him, and he apologized, said he was sorry that he hadn't called. He, he didn't want me to think that I had, that he'd forgotten about me, which I didn't really think that because I know that there's still quite a bit of money headed his way once he gets this thing wrapped up or this first part of it wrapped up. So I, I figured I'd hear from him sooner or later. And I've got his I've got his charging stuff. He's got batteries for his tools and a couple of battery chargers, and he just left them here the last time he was here, and they're in the garage. So I think at some point he's probably going to want those. But anyway, that's uh, about it. I've been doing some things around the house and uh, been very busy. It's uh, kind of amazing that it's already Friday. I I can't believe that the week has already passed by, basically. So, 
How about uh, the news? What do you think about all of the latest adventures of the Republican Party? Or I guess I should say the entity formerly known as the Republican Party, now known as the Trump cult. What is the trouble with Republicans? I think the trouble with Republicans is that they're cowards. I think the trouble with Republicans is that they are dishonest. I think the trouble with Republicans is that they have low ethics. The trouble with Republicans is they have no values. The trouble with Republicans is they are corrupt. The trouble with Republicans is, well, pretty much endless. You know, we have an entire group of people in Congress right now who are cowards. They're afraid. They are afraid to stand up to Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump is a bully. He's a bully. He has always been a bully. He was a bully when he was a kid in school. There are stories from people who were in his class that said he bullied people. He has never really had people stand up to him. And now he has got an entire party fearful of him. They're cowering in the corner, afraid of Donald Trump. And I have to wonder, what in the heck are they afraid of? Does he have dirt on them? Does he have proof of an illegal act, money laundering, RICO violations, infidelities? What is it? They took an oath of office. They're not keeping their oath of office. They're not patriotic Americans because if they were patriotic Americans, they would put their country first before their party, before Donald Trump, and before their own careers. Do I expect a patriot who ran for office and then suddenly found themselves compromised in some way, do I expect them to stand up and say, you know what, I'm not the right person for this job. America deserves somebody better. My constituents deserve someone who can do a better job for them. Yeah, I do. I do. I expect public servants to be held to a higher standard. And I think that they should agree to that. Because nobody has to run for public office. It's a choice. And I think when you run for public office, you probably are going to give up some of your rights to privacy, for instance. You're going to have to understand that you're going to need to be more transparent about your finances. 
You have an important job. You're representing tens of thousands of people, sometimes even more. And these people have entrusted you to make decisions on their behalf. And they've got to know when you are voting for something that doesn't seem to be in their best interests, they've got to understand that you're not doing it because you are going to personally profit from it or your wife or your brother or your brother and sister-in-law or whoever. How is it that almost everyone in Congress is a millionaire. We know how much money they make. Not all of them were millionaires when they went in Congress. When they walked in that door that first day, a lot of them weren't millionaires. Funny how they all seem to become millionaires, huh? So they won't stand up to Trump for whatever reason and they won't do the right thing. They look the other way if it's somebody in their own party doing something. And what is the problem right now? Well, right now the problem is we do not have a Speaker of the House in the United States House of Representatives. Kevin McCarthy sold his soul to the Freedom Caucus back in January in order to become Speaker. He made a deal that he probably knew he would never be able to keep. But he put himself and his career before everybody else. So now he has been removed after doing a miserable job, his defenders will tell you that he just doesn't have enough of a majority in the House to get things done. The House is just too divided. Well, the fact of the matter is, Nancy Pelosi was able to get a lot done when she was Speaker, and she had the same majority so, could it just be that she's a better person for the job? Uh, yeah. She knew how to work with people and to make compromises to get things done. Kevin McCarthy doesn't know how to do that. And he doesn't keep his word to his own peers in Congress. And they know it. They know he's dishonest and they can't trust him. So, he's gone. And did they have a plan for who was going to take his place when they voted him out? Mm, no. Since then, it's been uh, over a week now. We're headed for two weeks since uh, we last had a Speaker of the House. Since then, Steve Scalise... And Jim Jordan have both been mentioned as possibilities to be the next speaker. And 
I think they have now both said they're not interested. Okay. <laughs> you know, having a speaker is a basic, and it's normally handled on the very first day of a new Congress. And here we are. We are going to be running out of money again in November. And, you know, the House of Representatives is uh, holding on to the purse, isn't it? You got to have a speaker to do something. And they can't seem to even get their act together to find someone who will serve as speaker. And I think it's because everybody realizes the Republican Party is so divided right now that anyone that is elected as speaker today <laughs> in just a couple of weeks has a big, big challenge ahead of them. And they're probably going to get tossed out. So why bother? No need to even ha order the new plaque for the speaker of the, uh, the for the speaker's office, which I guess Kevin McCarthy is still occupying. And I'm hoping that Americans are noticing this. When you can't even agree on who is going to be the speaker of the house, who is going to lead the House in the majority party. Who is it? I can't really think of anybody right now that would be appropriate for the job. Hakeem Jeffries would be a good choice, but he's a Democrat. Now, there's nothing that says the Speaker of the House has to be from the majority party. It's just always kind of worked out that way. But, you know, if a few Republicans said, we're going to go vote with the Democrats because there's things that need to be done for our constituents at home and we can't get anything done with you Republicans fighting all the time. The Democrats want to get some things done. We like some of the things that they're talking about. Those things would be beneficial to our constituents at home. And we're going to go across the aisle and vote with the Democrats and put Hakeem Jeffries in as the Speaker of the House. Period. Because there are Republicans in the House right now who are in districts that are turning blue. And they also understand that there's a lot of independents that may have voted Republican in the past that are completely disgusted with the Republican Party today and are not likely to vote for a Republican come November of this year and November of 2024. Or 20, yeah. It's, they're just going to send them on their way, I think. Because we're not seeing any results. Now, the Republicans, of course, are trying to blame everything on the Democrats and everything on President Biden. And I don't think that that's going to work. I really don't. 
I think the American people are smart enough to see where the problem is. And it's not with the Democrats. Oh, the Democrats have their share of people that uh, aren't the best choice, perhaps. But by and large, most of the Democrats are there to work for their constituents. And we just need a handful of Republicans to say, you know what, I'm a Republican, but my party is broken right now. And I don't see any way to fix the party other than to bury it and start over, start anew. So what do you think the chances are that that's going to happen? Well, who knows? Probably the chances are not great. But that's the trouble with Republicans. They don't have the ability to compromise with each other or with the opposing party. They can't do it. And who pays the price for that, ultimately? It's the American people. And what are we going to do about it? Well, <laughs> we have to get the word out that the problem is the Republicans. And my gosh, there's a lot of evidence out there to back that up. And we've got to make sure that people vote in every election, and they vote to remove these Republicans from office. That is the only thing that they're going to understand. They have to lose seats in local elections, state elections, and in federal elections. They have to get booted out in big numbers where they can go cower in the corner and lick their wounds and say, gee... I guess people don't like government that doesn't do anything. And even though we're not doing anything and we're pretending that we're trying to clean it up and we're pointing our fingers to everybody else, I guess they didn't fall for that after all. Maybe we ought to try something new. Maybe we ought to try being <laughs> honest ethical, constitutional, keeping our oath of office, and really working for our constituents. Yeah. Well, you never know. It happens in the movies sometimes, right? But that, in just a little short spurt here explains the trouble with Republicans. I was listening to the Tom Hartman show this morning. I think it must have probably been the show that he 
recorded yesterday on Thursday. And one of the things that be, that was being discussed was the fact that the Republicans are indeed continuing to blame everything on the Democrats and on President Biden. So they discussed some things that disprove this. And when a Republican says that these things are because of the Democrats or because of Biden, they are lying. Should there not be a penalty for lying to your constituents? I think there should. And I think at the very least, the, the penalty ought to be that you're booted out of your seat in Congress. So here's a couple of facts. Right now, we do not have an ambassador in Israel. You know, Israel that has declared war. <laughs> do you think maybe this might be a good time to have an ambassador in Israel? Haven't had one in a while. And why is that? Well... It's because we kind of have to have the Republicans participate in that, and they don't want to. I've already talked about the fact that we don't have a Speaker of the House. Are they going to get around to doing that at some point? It's kind of an important thing, don't you think, since <laughs> we have a war going on with uh, uh, in, in Israel. And, of course, you know, the American taxpayers foot the bill for a lot of uh, the things that uh, uh, the Israelis have. I forgot offhand how much money we send to Israel every month, but it is a lot. I believe the Israeli people have health care paid for by their government. Do you think some of that uh, money is coming from American taxpayers? Probably but yet we don't have it here. <laughs> so here's a few things that you might want to consider. Um, we all know about uh, Senator Tuberville. He is a Republican from Alabama. Well, actually, he's not from Alabama. He represents the state of Alabama, but he lives in Florida. Yeah, I guess the people in Alabama don't care if they have people who actually live in the state that they live in. <laughs> I don't know. It seems to me that you kind of would want somebody that is from your state. Well, he was a football coach there, but apparently his wife is a realtor in Florida. So obviously Florida is home right now. To, to the Tuberville family, but uh, he has blocked military promotions. There's over 300 military promotions that are just in limbo because he doesn't like the fact that the military has said to its female service members, if you are raped and get pregnant or if you have a problem pregnancy, things like that, and you happen to be stationed in a location where 
you can't legally go get the medical procedure that you need, we will move you to a state or we'll get you to a state where it's legal to do that. And Tuberville doesn't like that. So he's decided he's just going to hold up uh, promotions for the military until they give in and say, all right, no, no abortions. And he's been doing this for how many months now? So with everything that's going on with Russia and Ukraine and China and Israel and Gaza and North Korea, have we heard from them lately? Have they shot off any missiles in the last couple of weeks? Who knows? Uh, And how about Iran? Yeah, the uh, nuclear Iran because... uh, President Trump, former President Trump, the one that's been indicted almost 100 times now, pulled us out of the uh, nuclear agreement with Iran, which basically gave them an open door to start their nuclear program again. Thanks, Don. So, yeah, so we've got 300 military promotions that uh, we're waiting on. Generally, what they do is they just kind of toss all of the military promotions out in the Senate at the same time and let everybody discuss and vote and all of that. And the the response from Tuberville and the Republicans is, well, just, you know, do them one at a time. But if they did one at a time, the process they have to go through, it would take them months and months and months and months of doing nothing but just these military promotions to try to get them pushed through. And if you've got a Republican that doesn't want to go along with it, then it's game over. So anyway, uh, J.D. Vance, he's a Republican in Ohio. He has placed a hold on all Department of Justice nominees because he doesn't like the fact that the Department of Justice is investigating Donald Trump. Really? Um... How patriotic is that? You're supposed to have allegiance to the Constitution, not the president, Vance, you nitwit. How about fist bump Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri? Yeah, he's placed a hold on all Department of Energy nominees because he wants to force the Biden administration to produce an action plan to combat radioactive waste in St. Louis. So we're just going to uh, (laughs) just, you know, restrict the Department of Energy from doing what it needs to do because he's going to throw a little fit, a little temper tantrum. I hear that the folks in Missouri are pretty much getting fed up with Josh Hawley, and thank goodness for that. Republican Senator Grassley in Iowa has a hold on the nominee for the deputy to the Secretary of Veterans Affairs right now. And uh, let's not forget about Senator Rand Paul, Republican from Kentucky. He has been holding up State Department nominees due to his disagreement on documents 
relating to the origin of COVID-19. And I think that he has uh, let go of that, I believe. I can't swear to it, but, you know, Rand Paul, you never know. He famously, of course, is the one who hand-carried papers from Donald Trump to Vladimir Putin. Wonder what those papers were. Think that there might have been some uh, military secrets or something that, uh, oh, I don't know, Hamas might have uh, appreciated or who knows, Vlad himself? Yeah. So all of this stuff is, is at a standstill right now due to Republicans. It's not the Democrats. It is the Republicans. And this isn't the way you run a country. The attitude with Republicans seems to be, we're going to screw things up so bad, we are going to cut funding for departments and agencies to the point where they cannot function efficiently any longer. And then when people start noticing and complaining about it, we're going to blame it on big government, on the swamp, on the deep state, on the Democrats. It's all their fault. I hope that the American people are paying attention, and I hope that they're getting fed up with this. Because Americans, when they go to work, if they don't do their job, they get fired. Well, the Republicans are not doing their job right now. Their job is not to look the other way when one of their own commits a crime. Let's not forget, we have a Republican in the House of Representatives by the name of George Santos from New York, who is under investigation for a lot of of issues, a lot of crimes. And he lied to his constituents. Why are the Republicans not screaming for him to resign? Gee, don't we have a Democrat right now? I think uh, someone from the state of New Jersey who we've recently heard has, uh, well, it's been alleged that he has committed multiple infractions, and it's not the first time. And I believe the Democrats pretty much uh, are all saying, get out. Republicans sure aren't doing that with George Santos, are they? They sure didn't do that with Donald Trump when he started doing things he wasn't supposed to be doing in office. And they're still not, even with all these indictments. And, you know, coming up really soon, we are going to be able to see firsthand some of the wrongdoings of the Trump era because there is a trial that will be starting in Atlanta, Georgia, very soon. And it's going to be televised and it's going to be streamed online. So we're going to get to see firsthand the dirty deeds and shenanigans of Trump And some of his associates, you know, he only hires the very best. He just has the very best people. The fact that most of them are under indictment or have been convicted of crimes, 
<laughs> well, just ignore that. So I think once the American people can see firsthand and they get to hear these, these people on the witness stand under oath, all of these people that they've been seeing on Fox News and One American Network and Newsmax and, and all these other right-wing tabloid shows that don't tell the truth, I think once America gets to see the same people caught in lies and having to admit or being presented with proof that they're lying and they're wrong, I think that there's going to be some people that are going to say, uh, this is just a bridge too far for me. I cannot support this. And I'm going to have to vote for a Democrat because these people need to be sent a message. And that message is, we will not tolerate this. Not while we're hurting and working our butts off to barely make ends meet. We can't afford health care. Uh, minimum wage isn't a living wage in any county in the United States. There are all of these issues that you all should have taken care of years ago, but you can't or haven't because you're too busy campaigning or fighting or you're too busy <laughs> trying to pad your own bank accounts at our expense. And that ain't cool. So bye-bye. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just go. And maybe we'll see you in court too. Of course, the big news right now, the thing that you can't turn on the TV without uh, hearing about it, is the war between Israel and Hamas. And all I'm going to say about it is I don't agree with war. I don't like the violence. I don't like the destruction. I don't like the damage that it causes to families. And it's not healthy for our environment either. All these missiles being shot off and buildings being blown up. It's bad. We are fighting for our own survival as a species right now with Mother Nature. And Mother Nature is going to win. There is no doubt about it. Mother Nature will do just fine without us. Mother Nature doesn't need us. We need Mother Nature. So, I'm not sure what the solution is over there, but we need to find a solution. And I think that uh, they're going to have to figure out a way to get along, which has <laughs> that's been something that has been uh, evasive for a long time. But what Hamas did is wrong. It's horribly wrong. And I'm not saying that Israel can't defend itself, but 
Israel needs to understand that over there in Gaza, there are a lot of innocent people that do not support Hamas, Hamas, <laughs> Hamas, I'm, I keep wanting to say Hamas. They don't support Hamas, and they're innocent. They're citizens, and their homes are being blown up by the Israelis. And I think that's wrong. And Prime Minister Netanyahu of Israel has told the people in Gaza to get out. Where are they supposed to go? They have Israel on one side, actually kind of on two sides, and then they have Egypt on another side, and then there is the body of water, and that is restricted to the Gaza people as well. So I don't know. And they have their utilities, all of their electricity and all of that has been shut down. So how is the message supposed to get out to everybody? They don't have power for the cell towers. They don't have TV and radio and stuff right now. There's, there's no power. I just think it's, it's, it's bad. Ultimately, I think that this will probably result in some sort of an agreement between everyone, whether it's a good one or not, or whether it sticks is, it's anybody's guess. I do think that Netanyahu's is done. I think he's done for uh, this failure to protect the Iron Dome and all of that. Uh, that was one of his big things with the Israeli people. He promised them that he would protect them, and he didn't. So I think with the other issues and the fact that he kind of had a difficult time getting reelected this last time, I think that this will be the end of his political career, and I hope so because I don't think he's, I don't think he's the best person to represent the people of Israel. So, we'll see what happens. I hope that they can put an end to this quickly. I read that Israel has fired off 6,000 missiles in like less than a week. It's just unbelievable. And the destruction I'm seeing on, on television from from over there is, it's just, it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Uh, we need to do better as a species. We really, really do. Truly. I'm going to try to keep this episode well under an hour if I can, but I just thought I would uh, mention that I am working on a couple of things that I think will improve Federal Andy quite a bit, probably make it a little slicker, make the production values, the quality a little bit better. One thing I will tell you is that I am very sensitive to advertising in the media these days. It's not lost on me 
that the salaries of many of the people that look at us through the camera, through our TV sets uh, every day, that uh, many of them, their salaries are being paid for by the pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> and I have noticed that the podcasts, a lot of the podcasts that I listen to have just really become very, very commercial. And it's kind of annoying because one of the things a lot of them will do is they will run a minute and a half to two minutes of ads before the podcast starts, okay? Now, they don't know what you were listening to before you came to their podcast. And a lot of them will also run two to three minutes of ads after the podcast. So they expect their listeners to listen to five minutes or so of ads. Really? Well, they have to have money. They have to have money to pay for that podcast, to support the podcast, in addition to the Patreon and the subscribers and all of that. Okay, I, I get that. But when you listen to a podcast and they started off with a couple of minutes of ads and then they get into the podcast, and then, gosh, within five or six minutes, you're listening to another two or three minutes of ads. One podcast I listened to ran five minutes of ads right in the middle of the podcast. By the time they got back to what they were talking about, I forgot what it was. And then they talked about it for maybe five minutes, and then they ran another five-minute string of ads, or it seemed like five minutes. went on forever. And, of course, you can fast-forward. I have my uh, app set to forward 30 seconds every time I touch my ear, earbud or whatever. But, you know, when it's push, you know, push-push, <laughs> you have to push it twice to, to move it forward 30 seconds. And it's like push, 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 push. We're at two minutes. They're still doing ads. Push, 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 push. You know, you're in, it's just, it's ridiculous. And the ads where the hosts talk back and forth to themselves about how wonderful these products are that they want to sell, you know, they're getting all that stuff for free. And maybe they do really believe in it. I don't know. But it, it, to me, it makes them less credible in a way. Because they're out to support corporate America. They're part of the problem in a way. But at any rate, I... Uh, I'm not running ads on this podcast. I don't know of anybody right now that would be interested in running ads on it. But at some point, if I do, I 
think maybe what I'm going to do is run fewer ads and maybe just charge them more for those ads. You know, if you're an advertiser and you want to advertise on a podcast or on a TV show and your ad is going to be one of 15 during the hour-long podcast or 20-some-odd or 30-some-odd ads that you see in a one-hour TV show, it seems seems like the ads just go on forever sometimes. And, you know, they're the same ad. How many times do I need to see the ad? Come on, give me a break. I think that they ought to tell the advertisers during this one-hour podcast or one-hour show, we're going to dedicate one minute to advertising prior to the show, and we're going to dedicate maybe two or three minutes during the show, but they're only going to be like in 30-minute or one-minute segments tops, and maybe another minute at the end of the show, and that's it. So your ad will be one of five or six in an hour, and that's it, instead of one of 15. Seems like it would make the ads more um, relevant, maybe? I don't know. I think if I, it seems like when I watch shows or listen to podcasts where they don't have a whole lot of advertising, if they do have a couple of ads, I'm more inclined to actually listen to them than I get used to the podcast and I know that this is going to be, oh, we've got a three, four, five ad um, spree coming up here. So I'm more likely to just push fast forward through all of the ads until they get back to the discussion and not hear them at all. And I know there's a lot of people that probably do that. So if you really want your ad to be heard, well, <laughs> uh, maybe have fewer ads and your ad would stand out a little more. I don't know. At any rate, I'm just a little frustrated by it. And I've noticed that even some of the podcasts that did not used to have advertising now have advertising. And I don't know. It just seems to me that they're, I don't know. I just don't feel the same way about those podcasts now. And there's actually a couple of podcasts that I quit uh, subscribing to. I still have them in my app, but if I want to listen to it, I got I have to actually go into that show and tell it to download or whatever instead of it reminding me that there's a new show or, or alerting me that there's a new show. And they're good shows, but they have kind of lost me a little bit, and I think that's unfortunate. And with that, I'm going to let you go. It is a little after 5 o'clock on Friday the 13th, and I'm going to try to get this finished up and published tonight. I can't promise that I'll be able to do that, um, but I'm going to try. If not, I will get it taken care of tomorrow at some point during the day. And I'm going to be... Tomorrow's going to be a zoo around here, so I, I know if I, if I have to get this particular episode 
online. I will do that, but I'm not going to have time to record anything else, which, of course, will be a relief to some of you. <laughs> and, uh, but on Sunday, I will do another podcast because Monday and Tuesday, I've got the contractor coming, or he's supposed to be here, and there's going to be a lot going on and a lot of noise and stuff. So, anyway, the same thing holds true that I said uh, uh, last week. I will do podcasts whenever I can, but uh, uh, I can't promise it on a daily or semi-daily basis, but maybe uh, a couple of times a week right now is probably the best I can do. I appreciate your patience and your understanding, and I, as I said, I'm working to make changes that I think will be better, and we'll go from there. Have a great Friday the 13th night and a great weekend. And the next scheduled episode of Federal Andy will be on Sunday. So have a great weekend unless you have other plans. And as always, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at FederalAndy, and I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week.